0: Welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the method review podcast do will try to be nice to movies, but may end up slicing and dicing them. Each and every month there's a theme, and as it's October, I'm doing a one-off October, which is movies that never got a sequel. Tonight, I have a real stinker of a movie for you. Nine Lives from 2002 no not Kevin spacey movie but the man that was turned into a cat but the early noughties british horror starring paris hilton yes that paris hilton i believe this was her first movie now i'm guessing she either did this to get a holiday in britain or this is some community service bullshit job she has to fucking pay off for this has a budget so low that this was straight to tape, or DVD. However, this entire film is filmed in a rotten, rotten park, Herefordshire. No sets were used in this thing. This was actually a gigantic manor house. How did I hear about this? I hear you asking. Well, but at the same time, House of Wax remake came out yes folks the house of wax remake is actually a re-remake because the vincent price movie is actually a remake of an earlier movie so there we have that one anyway this thing was shut out onto dvd uh because apparently was big at the time and la 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 there we have that one i mean was she, how big was she in house of wax was she two three scenes or something of that? ridiculous i remember that movie is she had a a pipe to the head, and it was empty-headed and funny. haha ha. Mm. Anyway, as I said, this thing was shot to DVD, so I picked this up at my local Virgin Mega Store for a fiver. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, something you might want to know about me is I love a bad movie, especially ones that take themselves far too seriously, as this one does. So I picked these sucker up and watched these with gleeful delight. My. Eye. I mean, honestly, God, this thing is so fucking bad. I swear to God, it's awful. Moving on. So, getting to your Land Rover, let's head to the countryside. It's time to body hop as we do some hobnobbing. So, with its £2.5 million budget, this thing pulled in unknown. As I said, this was straight to tape and nobody actually knows how much money this bloody thing made. Now, what I love about this movie is I read years ago that the jewellery Paris Hilton is wearing in this movie is worth more than the movie's budget. (laughs) God, so you know this is (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, starring a bunch of bloody nobodies and Never Rocked Again, I don't think. Anyway, starring Rosie Fellner, Vivian Harvey, Paris Hilton, Patrick Kennedy and David Leach, directed by Andrew Green, who Never Rocked Again. The plot, nine rich 20-something friends spend the weekend at English Country Manor House. Things start off well enough until someone, or indeed thing, starts killing them off one by one. Now stranded in a snowstorm, can they survive the night? I find out here. So, after these three logos, it starts right in an action scene, as we see a panicked 20-something girl running for her life, branching a butcher's knife as she's covered in blood. She runs to a locked room, banging on the door to get in, and it flashes back to the start of the weekend, as we see three black estate cars driving up to a manor house, and it's all very House and Haunted Hills I'm getting. While this is happening, the cheapest titles pop up, with like the fucking first free-to-own title thing they've uh title um, um cursor of cursor font they picked. I mean for instance, god as up plays the terrible quote unquote creepy score. I swear to god I think they spent a grand total of about one fifty on this opening title and the music. And what the hell is this thing filmed on, I swear to God. The footage is heavily pixelated and the sound is so muffled. I had to rewind us back about 15 times in order to get the fucking names of these people. Plus, on a 50-inch TV, this thing looks like a bloody potage stamp. It's fucking tiny. Jesus Christ. Anyway, inside, we meet the cast of Rich yayas as my College mate calls him. People got so rich, all they give a fuck about is yeah, 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 yeah. How much money do you have? Yeah yeah, 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 Oh no, that's crap, you know. These ultra snobby twats. Anyway, uh, we meet Emma, played by Rosie Felliner. Lucy, played by Vivian Harvey. Joe, played by Paris Hilton. Tim, played by Patrick Kennedy. Paul, played by David Leith. Pete, played by David Nicol- Nicole Nicole. Andy, played by Ben Payton. Damien, played by James Schultzinger. I think that's his name. And Tom, played by Lex Sharprom. No, I've not had any of these either, apart from Paris Hilton. But there we have that one. So anyway, we find out that Tim is the owner of the son of this huge-ass madder house, which, of course, Paris Hilton scoffs at and calls it tiny, because, of course, she would. He is also the birthday boy. He's 21, I believe. I mean, hmm. And I'm not sure if he's part of these nine or not, because I don't think anything fucking matters in this bloody movie. It just runs with the premise of the shit that it is. Anyway, we find out that Andy is a pre-med doctor who can't, to tell British time, even though he's fucking British, also, he thinks Scotland, yes, this movie is set in Scotland, not England, has a different time zone from England, Uh, Britain has one time zone, you blithering idiots, like I said, a fucking yaya's, oh my god, and I weep for the fact he's going to be an NHS doctor, or probably a private doctor, but I weep for him being a fucking doctor, he can't tell the time in fucking Britain, oh my god, Anyway, um, they're all shown to rooms as Joe Smoothies with Laura. Unsurprisingly, wait for this one, Paris Hilton is playing an It Girl. Now, an It Girl was a social influencer before social media was a thing. I mean, that's quite a stretch for her, I know. I mean, give this one a fucking Oscar. She has deep, brave, soul-searching acting to play this It Girl. Oh, my lord, my pearls. Anyway she bitches to, I think it's Laura, could be Lucy, I have no idea where the fuck these women are, because they are 'cause they're the bloody same, about how she spent the previous month in Paris, then Milan, and then Los Angeles, and blah, 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 but get yes, it, love, you're a nick girl, you're rich, moving on. So during drinky poos, before dinner, the yayas all can reconnect in some painful fucking dialogue. My God, this dialogue's fucking excruciating. I'll have my fucking... Back teeth pulled with no anaesthesia and listen to this shit dialogue. We find out Tim's grandparents are indeed Scottish, but his mother is from Manchester, therefore he's English. Also, there's a small village about 10 miles away, but it has been empty for years for unknown reasons. They then discuss Pete, because shock horror, he's poor! How awful for them! Oh my lord! Now, how the hell did... A poor person like Pete, as they continue to break down managed to afford this uber-expensive university. Moving on swiftly, Joe then tells a the group he couldn't have bought a bloody plane ticket instead of driving up, Was it would be cheaper to fly. Her boyfriend, I think, Damien, shoots her down, calling her a princess, as how would she know daddy pays for everything. So that's her putting her place, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. An hour later, Pete arrives just as a snowstorm kicks in full power like full power like whatever John, <clears throat> In a bedroom, a more sparkling dialogue as Emma tells her GBF Andy that she only likes him because he's funny because apparently having a gay best friend is hilarious. Eh. Joe walks in to complain that Tom is shouting and using the only bathroom in this manner. Which is bollocks because every single fucking bedroom is en suite. Oh my god. Now hold on right here. If Tom is Joe's boyfriend for three years, who the fuck was Damien who was all over her during the drinky-poos part of the party? Who the fuck cares? As in the hallway, we see Pete. And he's with some girl having a clue of the fuck she is. See... The problem with this movie is there is no characters are fucking named until the end of the bloody movie. Except for Tim, the owner's son, Joe, who is Paris Hilton, and. Emma, I think? I mean, uh, or is it Lucy, or is it. Who the fuck knows? I mean, hmm. Oh. I mean, another thing I've, I'll find real annoying is all the guys have some haircuts and they look alike. There's three blonde girls and two brunettes, so I haven't a clue what the fuck these people are apart from bloody Paris Hilton. Anyway, Pete has this awful Scottish accent, and the girl he is with has an equally bad Scottish, uh, um, English accent. Oh my god, the accents are bloody abysmal. These two are lost in the never ending hallways. But never that one, it's dinner time. And wow, if I thought the dialogue in the, the bloody potter room was bad, the dialogue over the table is fucking twice as worse. We find out somehow these all went to university, even though they're all 21. Shouldn't you still be in university? Hmm. During the dinner, Joe... And Tom, so Tom is Joe's boyfriend, fight over money, she is whining he doesn't get her anything shiny or expensive. he tells her he got her an expensive Palm Pilot, remember them, she says no 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 it wasn't that expensive it was only £600 cause she took it back to the shop and got a refund then bought the exact same model, okay then, he then complains, what the fuck, she then says well what you couldn't contact me in New York for not have a cell phone, oh god who wrote this fucking dialogue. In walks the maids to serve the birthday boy a birthday cake. He's 21, hence the party. Later on, more drinky poos as Pete is chatting up. I think her name is Laura. The one he was lost in the hallways with. Again, there's no fucking names. He's trying to get into her pants something awful. Dazzling her by a physics problem, i.e. How do you know the world outside is still the world even though it's covered in snow? She points out the world doesn't even know about them. So how would the world know they exist? Okay then, this is why they don't go to university. They're a bunch of pompous up their own arse douchebags. So anyway, so Tom leaves the party in search of a toilet and he finds one after a few minutes of searching in the hallways. As in the bathroom mirror, he is possessed by a god-awful CGI Demonize! He then hears banging on the door, so answered it, but no one is there. He returns to the party to cheer them all out, as no one has a clue what the fuck he's banging about. They say he's been missing for 45 minutes. Okay then. The party then breaks up, leaving only Tim and Tom with a bottle of scotch. Joe gets mad at Tom, saying he shouldn't get too bloody drunk as he doesn't know what he's doing when he's drunk. So she fucks off to have a bubble bath, yeah love, great idea, you've been drinking all night, but you take time for a bubble bath before bed, it's a genius idea love, don't drown yourself in a fucking tub you silly bitch. Anyway, in the study, Tim and Tom start a fresh bottle of scotch, Tom finds an old book, he reads from it, it's the story of the manor and indeed Tim's family Backstory plus the fact there's a curse on the land somehow seconds later Tom's eyes turn black And he knocks out Tim saying I have returned Meanwhile in a bedroom Pete's wannabe girlfriend And some random blonde I have no idea what the, the blonde is. heres banging in the hallway So checks out and nothing is there as back with Joe she has had her bath and and also hears banging on her bathroom door. She screams and she's killed off screen. Boo! Hiss! Shit like that. The group then hear her scream and run for it, but it's too late. She's dead. Andy, the premed, checks her pulse, but she's long dead. So the men hunt for the killer. They find the phones are also dead. Dun dun ding! The group, now in full drama school acting mode, find Tim knocked out in the study. He comes to to tell him that Tom knocked him out. He writes about the book and Tom's blacked out eyes. And he then tells Tim about of Joe's death. So the hunt is now back on. Emma is then left with Tim. As the rest spot up looking for Tom and indeed a working phone. Pete, Damien and Laura hunt for a working mobile phone or cell phone. And indeed a landline. Because of 2002 and landlines are still a thing. None of them work, however, as the storm has suddenly knocked out all the phone lines. and Indeed, the mobile phone lines are now dead because we're in the Scottish countryside. Suddenly, a cell phone rings, or a mobile phone rings, even though it's clearly stated the mobile phones are dead, moving the fuck on. However, Damien drops under a bed and kicks it under the bed. So, Laura and Pete lift up the bed and somehow the phone gets crushed under the bed. The fuck? Meanwhile... Andy and Lucy hunt for Tom. Back in the study, Damien and Pete go to ask Tim if he has a phone someone else in the house. Pete, eh, sorry, Tom says yes, there's one in the staff quarters. So run to find it, finding a blood splattered in the cupboard, but don't even check out the fucks in the cupboard, so just leave it. Meanwhile, Emma thinks... Tim is the killer, she goes nuts, runs outside, runs into Tom's blade and indeed she is gutted off camera mind. Damien and Pete hear the scream so run to it. Meanwhile Tim and Tom fight over the knife with Tom dead. Tim is now possessed, he now has black eyes. He slashes at Lucy and then runs off. Pete and Damien give chase, but they lose him in the hallways. As in the kitchen, they both arm themselves up with knives. As outside, the snow is now coming down, something chronic. Now armed, they search room for room for Tim. Meanwhile, in the party room, Lucy, Andy and Laura discuss how to get help. With Andy cracking it under pressure. Fucking great, Dr. Gilby. Laura talks him down from the ledge. I don't know here. He wants to run into the snow to get help. She says no. She then locks the door and talks him down from the ledge, as I said earlier. Who the fuck wrote this shit, by the way? Hmm. Hours later, someone is trying to get into the room. It's Pete and Damien. They haven't found Tim yet. Laura doesn't trust them, so she doesn't want to unlock the door. She pulls out her thin air. There's a body-hopping demon outside the door, and she can't trust them. Okay, love, where the fuck did that come from? I mean, hmm. Damien is now bloodthirsty, so wants to hunt down Tim, but Pete wants to lock himself into a room and just hide out the night. So they both hunt down Tim, for fucking reasons. One minute he says, I'll wait around the room and hide. Next minute they're hunting him down. Who the fuck wrote this? Back to Laura. Who has the book Tom read from, somehow? Even though it was in another room and... St- there's no way she can get the book. Moving on. She reads from it. It's telling the story of Murray, who was a landlord from the 1700s, who indeed owned the land the Mara house is sitting on. He was attacked by English. He was then tortured and fed his own eyeballs. So she thinks it's a demon ghost. Suddenly the power is then cut. And I love the fact that the party room where Andy and Laura is is the only light in the entire house. There's one lamp burning. Wow, could you not have turned the lights off in the fucking room? Just bloody wow, the editor and continuity in this movie is fucking shocking. Anyway, Damien and Pete run to the basement to find the fuse box, Tim's reading in the dark, and brains Damien with a spade. When Damien comes to, Pete is gone. And he's now filmering around in the dark, looking for his because he's blind as a bat. He hears whispers in the dark, and then stabs Tim. Pete then finds Tim's dead body once he comes to. He hunts for Damien, who has smashed a fuse box. With that, the return. He returns to Laura and Andy, telling him, they telling them that Tim is dead, but Damien is missing. To open a door for he's next. Andy was about to open the door but Laura rants about Murray's ghost so he lets Pete in as I said she's ranting on and on about Murray's ghost and how she can't trust anyone she then shows Pete the book but both he and Andy point out if the ghost jumps from body to body once that possessed body is killed then why is Pete alive and not dead so she points out that Pete has Damien's glasses, therefore how could he see where he was going? Okay then, they come off a plan to trap Damien in a room and indeed tie him up, as HOURS later they're arguing who will be the bait. Now I should point out Lucy is bleeding out on the sofa, almost gutted by the fucking knife. Yeah, just fight amongst yourself, I mean that's perfectly fine. It's then settled. Laura and Pete are bait, leaving Andy with the now dying Lucy. He's locked himself into the party room. Meanwhile, Pete and Laura are up with a knife for her and a nine iron golf club for him. They hunt for Damien and they hear banging, so fall into a bedroom, but it's empty. So Pete locks himself in, I think he's in the toilet or the room attached to the toilet. I have no idea what's going on here. As Laura hunts down Damien on her own. Minutes later, Damien bursts into a bedroom, so Laura locks him into a toilet, but uh, Pete can't lock the other door because Damien somehow has the key, even though Pete had the key seconds earlier. Like I says, this editing is fucking continuity is nothing. Damien then kicks the door down and runs into the hallway. The two hunt him down, but they can't find him. Seconds later, Damien is trying to kick the door down in the party room, but Andy has placed a sideboard blocking the door. Upstairs, Laura tells Pete she'll dump his ass, as she is not dying tonight. As Pete has a mini meltdown. Fucking charmer, this bitch is. I mean, Jesus, jinkies. With Lucy now dead... Andy cracks up and reads from the book. Seconds later, Damien smashes through the French windows, stabs the already dead Lucy. This somehow kills Damien. It then jumps into Lucy's dead body, so Andy stabs her. It is now in him. So, returning downstairs, Pete finds the door opened, leading to the outside. He follows the footprints to the party room, and by the way, this fake snow is ridiculous. I haven't seen fake snow as bad since the bloody Shining where he finds Damien and Lucy's now dead body, so he locks the only door in. Back with Laura, she's all alone on a staircase. As Andy sneaks up behind her, she stamps him in the shoulder and runs through the house, screaming, It's the opening of the movie! Pete Tower won't let her in, and she's screaming, I killed him, I killed him! She pleads for him to open the door, but he says no, so she continues to whine and cry until he opens up, but it's too late, she has killed herself, as Andy has died in the hallway. We get a voiceover from Pete saying, it's all over, everyone is dead, all because of a lousy book. Morning hits, it's pouring with rain, Pete holds a book in a hand and he then reads from it, slurring that he was in no danger at all because he was a scot he then burns the book and throws it away calling it a bastard as credits roll what the hell can i say about this movie drama school acting fucking oh my god the acting is abysmal It's like fucking porn acting but worse all the deaths are off screen this doesn't make any bloody sense why the hell would the ghost demon wait 300 plus years to get revenge on tim's family how did lucy know about the demon ghost i mean there's nothing to explain this movie it just goes on and on and on this is only 70 minutes long but it feels much 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 longer as this fucker drags i mean just avoid this thing i'm gonna go saying a very generous zip out of 10 Still, come back next week as I look at my 6 year special as I and a guest look at Ghostbusters 2016. Then I wrap up October by doing a Halloween special. And don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's A Johnny's A Pod. A bye and remember, I watch these shitty movies so you don't have to. Now... If anybody asked you to go to a manor house over Christmas period, say, and have a 21st Buffet party, say no, because they saw something going to lock in it and you're going to get murdered, fucking shining style. Eh, hey, bye.